So welcome to this week's edition of the Commercial Real Estate 101 Meetup Group. Uh, excited to see you all today. Uh, for those of you guys who are tuning in for the first time, uh, we actually do these meetings every other week where we talk about a variety of different topics pertaining to commercial real estate. And today, I have a friend of mine, uh, just an excellent coach and, and entrepreneur in his own right, uh, Jason Ballard, uh, really awesome professional. Looking forward to talking a little bit about you know, crisis management and really more so about how to navigate the current environment that's just a little bit, you know, as, as we're all aware as, as commercial real estate professionals, it definitely is a, a market that is dislocated in a variety of different property types. So uh, looking forward to having a good discussion about uh, how we can navigate these murky waters. So Jason, welcome to the show. Hey, Raphael. Thanks, man. I uh, appreciate the opportunity to be on and share some hopefully valuable, some valuable things, maybe some tools that uh, it can help some folks, you know, things, things are uh, kind of weird, kind of volatile right now, kind of up in the air and, and uh, look forward to the discussion. So great to be with you. Absolutely, Jason. No, I'm looking forward to this discussion because I think it's going to add a lot of value to people. But one, one thing I'm kind of, uh, we like to do when we first get started is we like to learn about the person who we're actually talking to. So if you don't mind kind of sharing a little bit about yourself, I think that'd be great. Yeah, thank you. So my name is Jason Ballard. I'm a, a certified master business and executive coach. I have a coaching company called Soar Hire uh, Coaching and Training. Um, we're headquartered out of Louisville, Kentucky. However, we do work with people, businesses of all shapes and sizes uh, all over the world. I've, we've had clients down in South America to Europe to all over the United States, etc. So um, our goal, our, my, you know, my pur purpose and my mission in life now is, uh, is to help other people be successful, help other people start a business, grow a business, scale a business, or even exit a business, right? There, there's a whole uh, dynamic of business that, that surrounds uh, being in business that, that we work with people on. And so this is kind of my second career. Um, I started out uh, growing up in a family construction company, so we were a very entrepreneurial family and uh, grew up in, in those uh, kind of grassroots in the trades. I loved it. Um, it. It saves me a lot of money every time something breaks around my house. I don't have to call everybody all the time to fix it. Um, and then that led uh, into a military career. I, I was going to go in for a few years and get some education out of it. And that turned into a 20 year career. I was an officer, a senior officer in the U.S. Air Force. And then that turned into uh, a stint after I retired. I, I did some stuff in the political realm and did some advising and, and consulting there. And then uh, I was in, in some other business ventures with some other people. And uh, thank goodness uh, that went well. And then I just got to a point in my life, uh, Raphael, where you know I just wanted to really do something every day that was just my heart and soul passion. That was leadership and coaching and mentoring. And I'd been doing that the whole time in my, in my career, leading the, the 12 different organizations that I had the privilege to lead. And so a little over five years ago, we started the Soar Hire coaching and training business. And, and it's been great. I've been able to, to really connect with some really, really cool people doing some amazing things out there. So look forward to, Hopefully, sh sharing some of that uh, here today. Yeah, no, I, I think I think it's going to uh, be extremely beneficial. And and obviously, given your background in the military and various entrepreneurial ventures, I mean, you have a lot of experience to be able to draw on as you're helping your clients navigate these types of situations. And I know yeah. we had talked about it. My you know my dad was in the mil in the Air Force for a long time as well, and 
you know, we kind of chopped it up a little bit about the different yeah. you know, bases you were stationed at. I was, you know, we, we were stationed at, in Europe for a while too. So it's always kind of good to catch up on that front. But, you know, one thing that, you know, I think the reason why we decided that this would be an appropriate topic to talk about is because of what's going on currently in the economy. So I just kind of want to get your take on, you know, what you think is currently happening. And then maybe as a, as a secondary question, it's more so how are you helping or, or talking to your clients about how to navigate this type of environment? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a very dynamic environment right now. It's, it's, um, it's just different. I, I think we're just in a phase of, of our society as a nation is, is just a, a global economy where we're, we're kind of, I kind of liken it to, you know, going through a haunted house, you know, it's dark and you don't know where to go and you're kind of feeling on the walls of which direction to go. And you're trying to feel your way through it a little bit. It kind of feels that way in many ways in, in our kind of economy and our, our state of affairs right now, because, you know, you had the global pandemic, which which caused a massive amount of change and disruption. Um, some people were able to weather that some people weren't. And, and it, it just it caused a lot of change, whether you wanted to or not, you had to do some level of change in that process, whether it's work from home or 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 other things it was it was very disruptive and i think we're still feeling some of the effects of that and figuring out what the new norm is going to be and i think that's a big question with business uh, leaders out there today is you know what is the new norm going to be for us is it going to be work from home work in the office a hybrid version of that or a different version of that and what's our culture going to be and how do we minimize this risk and not you know, go through these drastic, you know, disruptions. If something happens again, then you've got, you know, kind of the, 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 the worldly affairs that are going on, right? You've got uh, tensions in Korea, tensions with China, tensions with Russia, Russia and Ukraine, and, and, and things like that, that, that are just creating um, unrest, you know, just, just instability and lack of confidence, right? You've got, the stock markets, you know, they've been very volatile up and down, you know, right now they seem to be bouncing back a little bit, but, but, but it's a, it's a big unknown, like from day to day, you don't know what's going to happen in the stock market. And I, I was just reading something recently about, um, you know, how people are taking money out of 401ks and, and, and trying to find other places, better, more safer places to put the, that money. And I'm, I'm sure we'll talk more about that here in a minute, because I think real estate's certainly an option. <clears throat> then you've got kind of the, some weird things going on in politics over the past five or so years. Like the political scene has just got really hostile and polarized. And man, everybody's super sensitive to everything and everybody's protesting and everybody's angry about something, you know, and it just, it's just a really odd time, right? And and then in, in business, people are, are having a hard time finding people and keeping people. And it, it's just it's just kind of this time where people are they just don't know what to think. They don't know what to do. And you know, uh, when the, when's are we still in a, in a in an inflationary period? Are we in a recession? Are we not? Like like there's these all these unknowns, and uh, it is creating you know a lot of anxiety and and just different things in people right now. Yeah, for sure. No, I couldn't agree more. And 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 obviously because 
the, 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 the clientele we typically service are, and, and to give you context on the audience, and we kind of talked about it a little bit yeah. offline, is we, we have a lot of commercial real estate professionals primarily. So we have yeah. people who are you know, either brokers or agents in their career. Uh, they may be early on mid in their career, maybe later in their career. We have a lot of attorneys, a lot of, you know, different commercial real estate professional, construction professionals, investors. And, you know, because of what the, what's happening in the business landscape right now, you know, that same instability and that same, you know, confusion as far as what's going on is transferring over to, you know, the people that we service. And so yeah. it's one of those things where, you know, I found it in my business where, you know, you're, you're having different conversations that you were having two years ago or yep. three years ago, or even before, really before COVID. I mean, you were having a lot of different conversations. And so, you know, as far as those types of conversations that you are currently having with your clients, like what are some of the things that you're advising them on? And, and, and maybe we can hop in a little bit on the mindset piece, because I feel like yeah. that's going to be a big piece of the equation when it comes to how to navigate some of these situations. Yeah. Yeah, you know, sometimes uh, life, you know, as hard as you work, life just deals you the the set of cards that they deal with, that they deal with you, and you have to, you know, figure out how to play your hand to the best of your ability with the cards you're given, right? And so, yeah, this has certainly affected the real estate market, you know, residentially and commercially, you know, the interest rate hikes and all that stuff have really caused people to, to rethink um, moving and relocating and, and, and expanding their business. And, um, you know, that's a significant, those rate hikes are significant, uh, in the decision-making process. Cause you know, you end up paying, you know, a lot more money for things today than you would have a few years ago before when things were at, you know, 3% or 4%, right now they're at seven plus, Last time I checked, I don't know what they are today, but but they're they're higher than people want them to be. I know that, and that that does cause people to pause. And then you got the you know on the commercial real estate side, you got the whole dynamic of you know the pandemic effect. Like we haven't fully like healed from that. We haven't recovered from that. Like we still have a lot of empty buildings uh, in in all the major cities around the United States that. People are just wondering, what are we going to do? And they've, they've cut back and they've, you know, decided not to fill those buildings. And, and now we're like, well, what do we do with this space? What, what are the, and I think the, you know, from a mindset perspective is, you know, if you're in commercial real estate is, man, things used to be really good a few years ago. And now with all these dynamics in play, there's, there's these unknowns. And so what I would invite you to, to think about, um, if you haven't already, is what are the opportunities being created here? You know, you you can't just go back to the old days, and it may take it may take a while for us to to eventually, um, you know, leverage office space and building space the way we used to. You know, it, it it's going to take a few years for for some of that to work itself out. But what are the opportunities? You know, what 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 new things are emerging that we need to maybe think differently about, about how to use space and how to, you know, leverage that differently in a different way. hundred percent. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And I think that that's a, that's a slight mindset shift, but that's such a profound way to approach the problem because, you know, what worked three years ago may not work today. And as, as part of being a, uh, you know, if you want to be a professional that lasts in this business, in particular, I, I'm speaking from the brokerage side because it is uh, primarily co uh, commission business, right? So yep. if you can't, 
if you don't execute, you don't, you don't eat. Right. So it's one of those things where, you know, even if you did have a killer success prior to COVID and even during COVID, I mean, 2020 and 2021 for some investment real estate in particular was probably some of the best years we've seen in decades. So, you know, you're kind of riding a high of experiencing these low interest rate environment. There's a lot of transaction volume, you know, people are doing very well in the environment. And now, you know, we had an 11, the fed has raised the federal funds rate 11 times in the last, you know, two years. And that's caused, (laughs) you know, I was reading an article the other day that the, the, the transaction volume year over year has dropped almost 70%. So imagine the amount of dislocation that's occurring in the market. Now you, I, I really appreciate the fact that you had said like, Instead of thinking, you know, why isn't this working? Think about what what can I do that could that can work, right? Because there's always opportunity in the marketplace. You know, maybe you know maybe the the differential between what sellers are willing to pay and what buyers are willing to pay right now is definitely there's a strong difference. But maybe there's an opportunity to maybe get up to the quote unquote seller's price. But you say, hey, now this is on my terms. So yeah. I know I know we talked. I had a I was actually on a podcast the other day where we talked about different opportunities from a development standpoint and say, okay, well, maybe the seller is expecting a very high value for their property. And maybe that's not something you'd be, normally would be amenable to. But if there's an opportunity to, for you to potentially put that property under contract and then rezone it to something else, and maybe it takes you a year to do that or two years to do that. And if the seller's willing to do that, that's an opportunity right there. Because now yeah. you've forced appreciation in these types of opportunities. And that's just one example. But that that op- that mindset shift is what gets you thinking about ways to to navigate this environment yeah. uh, because again it's it's just again it's it's one that we haven't really experienced in a long time i mean and for many of the professionals that are probably listening to this i know myself included i've ne- we've never been through a recession we've never been through a period yeah. of of dislocation like this so you know it is definitely uncharted waters so it's always kind of good to hear your yeah. take on on your thoughts on that well, I think a key question to to consider, if you, if you haven't already, is what are the needs of the businesses going forward in the next twenty four to thirty six months? I think those needs are are have have changed and are continuing to evolve and change. And so, what are the 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 immediate needs of business leaders today that? clearly want to grow. And there are a lot of businesses out there that are growing, that are investing. There's a lot of positive, you know, regardless of what you see on the news and, you know, some of the doom and the gloom and in the title of today, I, you know, is crisis management. Like everything's a crisis today, right? Like everybody perceives everything as a crisis. That's, that's how it's labeled in the media. And it really truly is not. Most, most of the things, there's only a few percent of things that actually are in the world that are actually a real crisis. Most of it is not. But um, people are growing. People are hiring people. The, the, the things aren't as bad as what people make them seem, right? And so a key question that I challenge you to, to maybe consider having conversations with, with some of your uh uh, you know, prospects and, and business leader affiliates out there is what do you need? What needs to happen to allow your business to grow and expand? And how can we help you in that space versus just, well, we have a, let me look up a listing. We've got three buildings for you to look at. And yeah, but that may not, not solve all their needs, right? So what are some of the, the needs uh, that are weighing on CEOs right now? 
care yeah. and feeding of the employees. Employees are still having major challenges with daycare, it's major challenges with health, major challenges with balancing, you know, work and life and things like that. Like, like there are still needs of, of the employee. And so the, the employers need to continue to find ways to, to empower and set up their employees for success because their needs have changed. So when you think about a piece of property, maybe you can redesign it a little bit or remodel it and, may, and put maybe a daycare place right there on site. Maybe there's a fitness thing on site. Maybe there's some ways to leverage the space differently that, um, uh, how should we say it, that, that wraps around the employees and what they need to be successful to achieve the things that the company wants to achieve. So what does the company need and how can you best serve those needs and think out of the outside the box with with your networks and your resources to bring those things together. Absolutely, couldn't agree more, man. Really, I mean that 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 lends itself to that creative thinking. Is that you know maybe the day the deals aren't necessarily come as e coming as easy now, but there are opportunities out there still, and it's good to kind of think about that on a regular yeah. basis to think, okay, what what types what what can I do that a little bit differently in this environment that maybe I did wasn't forced to do in the previous environment. Another thing that's kind of interesting too is that just because one sector of the the commercial real estate landscape is is dislocated, I mean, I would I would contend that, you know, central business district district office across the country has been affected greatly. There's still subsects of those property types that may be performing very well. I know, you know, you had mentioned daycare. I mean, there's such a need for daycare right now. We had a building that we that we're looking that that we have um I have listed here locally. It's it, for lease. It's like 8,000 square feet. I had two daycares reach out. They said they had the their waiting lists are almost a year long. Yeah. So they're trying to fill the need, trying to expand. So those types of verticals are doing extremely well. You know, grocery stores are doing extremely well. I've got a couple yeah. grocery store clients that are just raking in, you know, significant amounts of capital and they need to grow and expand medical office. You know, if there's, there's ways yep. for you to get in those types of verticals, that's always going to be a strong demand. So repurposing a space that maybe was historically utilized as maybe a, you know, general insurance office or whatever else, but it's located and it's very highly visible. Maybe you convert it into some other use, you know, there's, there's different unique opportunities out there. If you're willing to think about, Okay, what yep. are the needs in the marketplace and what verticals within those marketplaces are performing well? Yeah, um, you know, because not every business that just because one type of business is maybe not performing great in one in the environment, there may be other businesses that are expanding rapidly. And maybe that's the type of, you know, what you need to tailor your marketing message to, or maybe yeah. that's the type of business owners you need to get in front of, because those are the those those are where the opportunities are current in the current environment are. Absolutely. So you know, things change. It's, you know, in commercial real estate, uh, manufacturing is huge. That's a big target for you guys, right? It's a lot of space, warehousing, logistics, supply, you know, assembly line kind of stuff. Like, like, yeah, man, that, that's a, that's a bread and butter for you guys. But, you know, if, if manufacturing is, is throttling back for the, based on the conditions of, of where we are economically, there's other, like you said, there's other sectors that are booming. So it goes back to the question of, well, what is the need of the market? 
what are the demands being placed on the market and how can we meet those needs, right? Cybersecurity, uh, any, anything technology-based is, is, is booming right now, right? Um, logistics, booming. Um, healthcare, booming, right? Those are just some major industries that, that are struggling to keep up. They, they, they are behind. Like I even think about the construction industry, booming industry, commercial or residential, they're still, um, you know, I'm, I'm having some stuff done, you know, on my residence here, right? A, a kind of a small thing we're doing on, on the back of our property. And it's, it's a month. I'm, I'm having to wait a month on them to get to us because they're so booked. They have so many things going on. I have to wait my turn, right? And so there, there are a lot of things popping in the market. And so I would recommend to commercial real estate folks that also get out of maybe if you're, you're used to doing transactional stuff and in the, you know, things are, are hot and busy and it's a transactional thing is maybe take this extra time to maybe switch into more relationship based. And everybody you talk to in business, oh, we're relationship based. Well, they're most, most of them aren't. And I've met many commercial real estate people. They, oh yeah, I've got a lot of relationships. I know a lot of people. Yeah, but it's not deeper. It's it's like, you know, an inch, an inch deep and a mile wide, right? And so this is, could be a good opportunity for you to maybe go back to your networks and maybe go back to some people and build some different strategic alliances and partnerships with people in these industries and go deeper and spend some deeper time with them and ask bigger, deeper, harder questions and, and then leverage your network um, that you're building out to add value. Sometimes the value you add to people isn't the fact that you can, you know, prepare paperwork and close on a deal. That's that's certainly your bread and butter value, but other things you can bring to the table to add value um, is is important during this time too. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. And and that's a good practice to have long term in general is checking in on your previous clients and seeing how they're doing. And if there's ways that you can even add some value, maybe they're like, oh, do you know a you know, uh, this particular professional and you just so happen to have it in your network, make the introduction, continue to be that top of mind figure, because at a certain point in time, the, 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 the tide turns and then you're, you're going to be blowing out of the, of the situation, blowing well out of the situation yeah. in, in a positive light. So that that's, I guess, one of the, 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 the things that I wanted to ask you is regarding market share. Uh, obviously this is a period of time where, you know, the, maybe the tide is coming out. And again, as we had discussed before, there's plenty of opportunity out there if you're willing to think creatively and search for it. But in an environment where the transaction volume maybe has diminished, you know, we, we can see that in certain sectors of the market, you've seen a lot of dislocation. You know, what are some of the strategies or ways that you can maybe work towards building a, a, a system systems to, to gain market share so that coming out of this situation, you're, you're, you're thriving? Yeah. Well, one thing to know is where are you in the market to begin with? Like, like defining, you know, the future of, of where you are in the market and how much market share there is to take and, and how you can be the big dog in, in that space um, all goes back to, well, where are you today? You know, it, it, your company is where in the market? Are you number one? Are you number 10? Are you number 200? Like, where are you? And so if you if you don't know the answer to that question, 
then um, I would invite you to, you know, uh, connect with some people that can help you assess that and help, you know, do some research and compare, uh, you know, notes, you know, your company versus their company versus another company. And where do you really fit in the market, right? If I were to say, uh, you know, I want to I want to give everybody a free gift of dark colored soda. What would you think of Raphael? Coke. What would that be? Coca Cola, probably. Coke. Mm -hmm. Why? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean they their their branding and everything. I mean they've been obviously the dominant force in in that industry for many years. That's right, and mm -hmm. and so question to you in in your business, you know whatever the name of your company is, you know company X is is where, like when you think about uh, commercial real estate in your town uh, where you may, you may reside, you know, company X equals what? I've never heard of you or yeah, I've heard of you a little bit or yeah, I might have saw a commercial, like, like what is your brand recognition? Like how, how, what, what is your strategy to penetrate that market and be the market leader when you think of like injury attorneys? Does anyone stand out to you, uh, Raphael? I know you live in Louisville with me. So when you're watching the six o'clock news, like in an injury attorney commercial comes on, which one is it? The hammer. <laughs> the hammer the yeah. or Morgan and Morgan? Morgan and Morgan, yeah. So yeah, I know for those of you guys who don't know, I mean, the, the hammer, I know this, this gentleman who is a big injury attorney locally here, he has these super funny commercials, but he's a very well-recognized <laughs> injury attorney here locally. And then I think Morgan and Morgan's the largest Morgan, uh, injury attorney in the country. Yeah. So I'm sure they're all over the country. Yeah. Yeah. That, and they market that right. We're mm -hmm. size matters. We're the largest, uh, injury attorney firm in the United States of America. We've won billions, blah, 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 blah. Right. And so it's very clear in, in, in people's minds, you know, what, what the best, you know, dark colored soda is. And if you need to wipe your face with a tissue, you're going to use a Kleenex and the injury attorneys of the world are Morgan and Morgan and such. Right. But, but, but what, is, where's your company in, in the realm of commercial real estate, where do you really stack? You might want to, you know, understand that you might want to have somebody help you assess that um, if you don't know of anybody that can do that for you i know plenty of them uh you can reach out to me you know after the show and i can point you in the right direction and help you out with that but knowing where you are is pretty important right it's like you know break it down into real simple terms where do you rank on google if i did a google search of commercial real estate brokers near me in your town are you on page one page 10 page five or are you at the top no. might want to try that tactic and see where you land because typically if you're number one in your market you're typically ranking number one on google searches in your area right so figure out where you are and then the next question i would i would uh empower you with is where do you want to be and what needs to happen to take you from where you end up or, you know, where you, if you're on page five of Google today and you are absolutely determined to be the number one spot on Google at some point in the future, then, okay, what needs to happen to make that happen? Like, like you're not doing all the right things right now to earn that top spot in, in Google or in the market as a whole. 
now, now you've got some things to sink your teeth into and figure out that strategy. Talk to some experts that can help you there. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And, and, you know, I, I love the fact that you had alluded to, you know, being recognizable in your market. I think that's kind of the reason why, you know, you have a podcast. That's why I know I've had a podcast. I do a lot of YouTube stuff. I do a lot of digital marketing stuff. And as a result of that, over a period of time, you know, I become relatively recognizable in the Louisville market for commercial real estate. And I, I encourage any professional, regardless of whether the industry, but, but, you know, I'm obviously can speak to the commercial real estate industry is that putting yourself out there in some medium, whether that's blogging or, you know, if you have, you know, mailers that you send out, or, you know, I, I'm a big proponent of video, like creating videos, sharing it on these different platforms and just etching in the mind of your, your, your audience, you know, your network that you yourself are an expert and you know what you're doing and you can service whatever needs your target audience may have that over time will eventually enable you to achieve that top spot. And, and obviously, you know, I'm not nowhere near there by any means. And, and I think part of it is that it just takes time. Like th this, this industry is a long game industry. You know, this is not a get in and, and, and make it, you know, you, you can, I'm, I'm not saying you can't, but, but in reality, th those who have been in the business for 10, 15, 20 years are the ones who are really performing at a high level and, and achieving the lifestyle yeah. that they're, they're wanting and seeking, but that takes time. So if you're willing to commit to doubling down on building that brand of yourself and being recognizable in your local market for X, Y, Z, whatever you want that to be, whether that's more of a generalist as far as commercial real estate, or maybe you're a retail professional, investment professional, industrial professional, you name it. That's, that's a good strategy to take on and commit to over a period of time. Yeah, I love it. So I want to follow that with a couple of things. The, the number one thing that challenges any company today, take a guess at what that may be. Um, well, I would imagine employees are probably up there, but also probably just keeping front of mind in front of their clients. It's more basic than that. Yeah, yes, you are right. There, those are certainly factors, keeping, but there's one keeping, simple thing. Keeping expenses below income, I guess. <laughs> that's what I mean. If you're talking about basic, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, that's what I would guess. Yeah, I mean, that that's certainly a factor too, but it's more basic than that. There's one thing that challenges businesses more than anything universally, and that is trust. People earning people's trust. And here's why. On any given day, each individual that walks the face of the planet is exposed to 5,000 to 10,000 impressions of something. It's all around us. It's on billboards. It's on social media ads. It's on, you know, social media everywhere. Ads, posts, um, it, it's on TV, it's on the radio. I mean, heck, you can't even drive your vehicle around if you got a newer vehicle that's got a like a big screen, touch screen thing in your in your vehicle. There's advertisements going across that, you know, all day. Yeah, you know, you Raphael, you just mentioned one, the hammer. Like, you know, his law firm, because you know, I live in his local market, is 
he, he pays to have his name across my, my screen and I can't change it. I can't delete it off of there, right? It's, it's burned into my screen. I can't, you can't get away from it, right? And so how many people get hit up on LinkedIn every day, you know, from people to, from all over the world that claim to 20X their business and do all this marketing stuff? Like people get hit up all the time from people that are, could be scammers, could be legitimate people, could, it's, it's all over. We're getting hit from email, LinkedIn, messaging, text, spam calls to whatever. I mean, people are getting pounded to death and they become kind of sensitive to that, right? And so you don't know who to trust. You see all this, you see 5,000, 10,000 things around you all day and you're inundated with all this stuff that's coming at you from every different direction. You don't know who to trust. You don't know what's legitimate anymore. It's really, really hard to be a really good, legitimate company and stand out from the fray of the madness that's just, just puking out every day all over the place, right? It's hard to stand out in, in all of that stuff. And so trust becomes the biggest issue. How do I know you're legitimate? How do I know you're not uh, some wannabe company that's claiming to do things? It's just not gonna deliver and I'm gonna pay you a bunch of money. Like trust is the biggest factor. You gotta earn the trust. Here's how you do it. Two things, consistency and frequency. I don't care what you do. You can do social media, you can do podcasts, you can put, put up bulletin boards, you can email people, you can go to lunch and learns, you can go to networking, you know, whatever you decide to do, just do it consistently and frequently because you're teaching your people about you and your culture and your company and what what helps them understand the differences uh, that make you different than the next uh, real estate company out there. There's a, a five stage marketing bridge. So when, when you're out there marketing and selling and having these conversations with people to drum up business, there's five stages for, for doing this. Number one is the unaware state. People are just unaware of you. Well, what's the name of the game in sales, especially in your market? More people you get in front of, the more chances you have at converting somebody to a client or, or selling a, a transaction, right? So right now is a time where you need to get in front of more people. You need to, to take the unaware people that don't know you exist uh, and, and even the ones that do know you exist probably truly don't know what all you do and the extent to which you do it, because that's a process in of itself. So you got to make them take the unaware into step two, which is making them aware of you, getting in front of them consistently and frequently with your brand, your colors, your logos, your messaging, got to be on point, got to be consistent, got to be frequent. At that point, it's just a matter of time before there's step three happens, which is conviction. Give you a quick example. If you are hosting the Super Bowl party at your house and your big 80-inch screen TV goes out three days before the Super Bowl, what are you, what are you, what are you gonna do? 
you're going to go out and, and, and get another TV, I would think, right? But if I asked you at that point, how many manufacturers of TVs can you name? Most people, I, I, I play this game with people on a regular basis. Most people get to five, you know, Sony, Samsung, Philips, uh, RCA, uh, maybe Vizio. And then they start, they start kind of like petering out. Well, there's, there's over 20 different types of TVs out there. Most people can only remember five. That's the way our brain works. That's that our brain um, physically just can't retain that more information because it's it's the because it's classified as, as a certain piece of information that's very low interest. Nobody cares about a TV until they need a TV. But when you need a TV and it's the Super Bowl, what happens? You start doing research. You start looking at ads. You start going to Walmart and Best Buy and every. Now you can tell everybody about everything about TVs, all right? So that's where step three of the, of the conviction comes in is I'm convicted to make a move, right? So yesterday, a client of yours isn't convicted and then something changes today and now all of a sudden they're convicted. They're like, yeah, I need to start talking about the office space. We just won this big government deal and we've got to hire 200 employees in the next 60 days. And now all of a sudden, Whoever's top of mind, which should be you, because you took them from unaware to aware, now you're in the conversation. That leads you to step steps five and six, or I'm sorry, four and five, which which allows them to take action, which allows them to, you know, close a sale with you. And so think about it maybe in those terms. Um, and I, I think you know that that'll help you out. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I mean, and 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 it's super powerful what you said about being top of mind because that in, in and of itself is what we are trying to achieve. We we want to be top of mind. And and in the commercial real estate space, I mean, there's not a whole lot of I mean, it, comparatively when you when you compare it to residential real estate where I mean, I I can imagine most people know an residential agent and they're either in their family or whatever. There's yeah. there's comparatively there's a lot less of us as far as commercial real estate professionals are concerned and so you know, we have a less less of a pool to be able to compete with, but and and a lot of people in the marketplace aren't aren't really taking the approach that you know you're 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 taking that you know I know I've done on the on the on the YouTube and podcasting and that sort of thing side. So even if you are marginally better than the average agent, you will eventually see results from those actions. And in this time where let's say you maybe don't have as much activity as you would historically had, and you're you're kind of in a situation where you're trying to figure out what's the best approach. I would, you know, as a, as a recommendation, I don't know if you would have a recommend, similar recommendation. I would double down on getting in front of as many people as possible. You know, like you had mentioned, you know, being consistent at networking events, getting involved in different boards, you know, that, that you really care about. Um, because again, you get to, you get to see other professionals that are operating in the business landscape locally and they get to see you showcasing your skill set. you know, maybe going and starting a, a small YouTube channel or starting a meetup or, you know, there's, there's different ways that you can approach the process, but, you know, getting frequency, getting top of mind with people because opportunities will eventually come. And when you become that one or two or three professional that is on everyone's mind, that's when things, when things change or whatever, you're going to be gaining significant market share. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love it. 
And, and, you know, so if you've got some extra time on your hands where the phone's not ringing as much as it used to be and you're not, you're not out beating the streets, uh, you know, showing properties as much as you used to be, then, yeah, convert that time into getting in front of people and building trust. So the question you should ask yourself is, what do I need to be doing the most to make myself and our company the most trustworthy company, doing what we say we're going to do, walking the whole journey with the client, taking them every step of the way through it. Because in your, your line of work, it's a little bit longer um, sales cycle than, than other industries, right? You got to be very proactive. You got to be way out in front of this and be lining up these, these things to go down the railroad tracks in a very smooth manner um, because any anything can happen because it's such a long sales cycle most of the time you know that the longer that is the greater the risk of something happening in between you know meeting somebody at hello in the closing table right there's there's a lot of risk of something happening that that makes that deal go south so you you've got to be real proactive you've got to be ingrained deeper with these clients understanding their business and their needs and almost like being a member of their team almost. And then, you know, building that trust. What do I need to be doing to be different than the competitors? And in this day and age, it really isn't hard. It really isn't because most people don't show up on time. Most people don't follow up and, and do what they say they're going to do when they're going to do it. Most people um, are busy and forget things. Like, like if you just do the basic things, I see this in the trades a lot. One of the biggest issues for trades that helps people stand out, I worked with an electrical company uh, here in the past six months, and they skyrocketed their business because the business is out there. The needs of, of people needing an electrician were great. But all the, you know, I'd see 80% of the electricians um, didn't respond to them in a timely manner. It took them days to respond and call somebody back. They didn't have a good communication process, right? Once you have a conversation and you agree to meet somebody and come out to their house and talk to them, like the communication process throughout the entire project needs, uh, they, they need to be informed along the way that's that's the consumer demand right now is is that constant communication of of how it's going and on track you know etc giving that that group of people the customer experience they really want it to be easy simple they want to be communicated through the process and and you to you know reply to them in a timely manner right and half the people out there aren't even doing some of that sometimes so if you if you think about those kind of basic mechanics and how to build that trust and go deeper and even branch out and, and think about who, who sells different things to the same target leaders that we're targeting in commercial real estate and how can I partner with them and, and work with them as their go-to commercial person and they're, they're my go-to whatever, how that can, you know, be a, a game changer for you. So those, those are just some things uh, I'm trying to pack in there as, as some extra value for today's uh, conversation. So hopefully that resonates and, and clicks. Yes, absolutely. I think it would. And, and I think that, you know, what 
the the crux of the, inf- the 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 context is is creating systems to optimize your business so that those things don't slip through the cracks because obviously we're once you get busy and things are happening, a lot of times you just forget stuff. I mean, I, I can't tell you, you know, with prior to me organizing things a little bit more efficiently, I would, you know, miss things. And it's not, it's not, you know, a detriment per se to to you as an individual. It's just that you can't keep all these things in your head. You have to get them in a, you have to get them things systematized and, and implement different processes within your business that make sure that you have a repeatable experience for all your clientele. So, you know, that, you know, and we, I'm sure we could talk about this all day long about, you know, in, implementing CRMs into your, into your, uh, into your business. You know, that's one step in the process that I implemented about a year and a half ago. That's been game changing. I mean, literally being able to track everything in a single system and then having follow-up and everything involved just in one single software system was a huge impact on my business. And I know that, you know, it's probably something similar that people can follow and, you know, obviously systematizing the way that you you produce things, whether that's content or, you know, if you're att- attending networking events, getting them all on your calendar so you can consistently show up on time and engage with people on a regular basis. You know, that's the sort of thing that it that, you know, I I, 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 I and again, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that's part some of the actionable stuff that you are, are ta- talking about. Yeah, the small things matter. The small things we take for granted the most, for sure. But the small things are the things that really matter the most. You you can get somebody a really good deal on a real estate uh, investment property or something, but but if they walk away from like, yeah, man, I got a good deal, but man, I, I really it was really difficult to work with this group. It was it was it was like pulling teeth to get information. They wouldn't call me back for three days, and you know, and it, it was a difficult process for them. Um, then that that's not going to bode you well in the long term. Yeah, you may have closed that deal, but you probably just prevented uh, a few more from from rolling in um, and 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 coming in the easy way versus the hard way of you going out there chasing it and begging for it. Hundred percent. Yeah, going above and beyond, and then like you said, solidifying those relationships so repeat business comes in going forward. So that's that's awesome. Great advice. So. One thing I'd like to do is we're, we have about 12 minutes left in the hour. So I thought I'd open it up to Q and a, I want to give people the opportunity to ask questions if they themselves have any that are kind of burning in their head. They want uh, Jason to kind of help them with. So we'll just go ahead and open it up. If you guys don't mind just to uh, type away in the chat box, I think that'd be really, really helpful. Otherwise I just don't want a, a lot of people speaking, speaking uh, at, at once. I guess one question I was going to ask you, uh, Jason, that I thought would be beneficial was, you know, yeah. is there is there a particular topic or discussion point that you felt you wanted to discuss that maybe you weren't able to just get to today? Um, well, I mean, you know, based on our, our previous conversations, you know, I just want to be a resource for you and and the folks that you're affiliated with, right? You know, it's, it's um, you know, it's it's a turbulent time. There's a lot of uh, change and dynamics in, in, involved. It's easy for people to get down and, 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 and get in a negative mindset. So I just want to be a resource. I want to give maybe a perspective that you uh, may not have heard before that, that can add you know, one piece of value for you and uh, maybe may make a difference. Sure. 
That's great. So Michael asks, can, can you provide more detail on the CRM system that would be helpful for a company involved in real estate? So, I mean, I, I can kind of speak to the one that I've been using. It's, it's called uh, PipeDrive. Now, it's not specific to real estate per se, but, you know, you, it's a sales CRM that you can modify to kind of fit what you need. Um, I like it because it's very simple. You know, I, I try to avoid systems that are very complex and cumbersome because it just makes it more difficult for me to use it, in which case the, the, you don't, you, it's not as sticky, right? So it, it's one of those things where, you know, I'd rather it be very simple, easy to understand, easy to work with so that I'm not ha having no dread trying to figure out what's going on with the system. So that's just yeah. my piece of advice. Um, you know, obviously my, that's my question back would be, well, what do you need from the CRM? What kind of a, an organization are you as far as like size, right? So if you're, you know, the size company that's uh, one to 15, 20 people that's using the system, then, you know, I think a pipe drive or maybe even a HubSpot or, you know, something like that would probably suit your needs. Now, if you're a, a medium, you know, a, a bigger size company, medium, you know, medium to larger size company, then, then obviously the big dog out there is Salesforce. But, but you don't need a lot of companies go out there and buy Salesforce and spend tons of money in it, and they don't even use but 20% of it. So, you know, buy one that's appropriate for your needs and uh, save yourself some time and, and effort there. Absolutely. Yeah, that's phenomenal advice, really. So Michael asks, typically, what do people spend on a CRM? I, I know that depends. You know, I think it really just depends on what you are needing. Um, I would say yeah, I, it, yeah, there's a lot of options you can, you, you know, they, the vendors have tons of options. Some of it, you know, you may or may not need. So I would first, uh, you know, get with people in your company if you're looking to, to implement a CRM and define your needs of what exactly you need and your business processes for which, you know, you, you want this to, to work in that, that works efficiently for you and your business model. And then, you know, go out and look at uh, three different vendors that's if you're a smaller size company, then look at some smaller size systems like a pipe drive or, or a HubSpot or, you know, something like that. Um, typically, uh, you, you can spend anywhere from depending on the number of users using it because you're paying by licenses and you're usually paying a subscription fee to use it every month, kind of like you use Microsoft 365. Um, typically that can be, you know, 500 bucks a month to, to thousands of dollars a month, depending on the number of users. Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. And, and, and if you're doing individual, Oh, go ahead, Mike. Sorry. Oh, oh, uh, uh, wait, what were you going to say about doing individual? Is that what you said? Yeah. 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 So it depends. Like for me, I know I pay, uh, for pipe drive, I pay like 30 bucks a month or 40 bucks a month, but it's just one account. It's not integrated with a bunch of the, the huge system. So like if, if you were going to do something from like a brokerage level, like if I, if I ran a brokerage and I had like eight agents under me, now that that goes into the, the, the category of enterprise. And so yep. because it's enterprise software, you know, usually the price points are a little higher and everything else. But if you're just looking for a single, you know, CRM, login which again has limited functionality because it i mean it, not necessarily limited functionality but you can't compare it amongst a, a broader group of individuals then you know I, you know something like a you know 20 to you know 100 bucks a month is kind of what i've been seeing in the marketplace so 
right. Yeah, that was, those were my questions. That's great. All right. Well, it looks like we've we've answered all the questions that we have currently. So, Jason, I greatly appreciate your time. I, th- I was found this extremely valuable, and and we, we do yeah. record these and push this out on YouTube and podcast format. So, looking forward to seeing the dialogue that's generated as a result of us pushing this out. So, yeah, if people if people wanted to get in touch with you, learn a little bit more about what you do, maybe even start working with you as a coach, or you know, if you have any other resources available that you think would be of value, how would they best get in touch with you? Yeah, the easiest way to do that, uh, Raphael, is just go to my website, which is soarhiregoaching.com, S-O-A-R-H-I-G-H-E-R-C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G.com, awesome. <laughs> soarhiregoaching.com. There, you can you know reach out to me there and send me a message if you want to, ask me questions. I'm happy to take those. There's also a lot of free resources out there, like, you know, some assessments, planning tools, books, articles, blogs, to, you know, whatever. There's obviously I have a podcast. There's a, a link on the website for the podcast and you can you can drill through that and connect to all the different things, um, you know, the different channels and things that we're operating on there. So that'd be the easiest way to do it is just go there and take a look at, at whatever. And if you have a question, then then reach out. Absolutely. Yeah, no. And we'll include that in the show notes. So if you guys are watching this on YouTube, feel free to go down to the description. You can access the link. And then also, if you guys are watching this on a podcast format, go ahead and go to the description as well. And we will get, you'll have access to the website. So is that correct? Michael just put it in the notes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I want to make sure. Perfect. Thanks, Michael. I appreciate it. Thank you, buddy. Yep. Well, great. Well, again, Jason, thank you so much for your time. Obviously, we greatly appreciate your 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 insights when it as it pertains to this discussion. Uh, along with that, if you guys are watching this or listening to this, again, we do this every other week. We invite a variety of different speakers to talk about a variety of different topics pertaining to commercial real estate. Continue to come back, continue to be, continue to engage, and we look forward to seeing you all next time. Have a great day. See you guys.